2: And welcome to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world famous Bacon's media database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis. Good
1: morning, everyone. Happy Friday. Welcome to PR Insider. I'm Maureen Kettis and you are listening to Voice America Radio Network's business channel. We're sponsored by Cision, which was formerly Bacon's Media. You can visit them at www.cision.com. What a great show we have today. I'm very excited. I'm calling it PR Gets Clean, or clean up your PR, you dirty, rotten scoundrels. Mm -hmm. Um, I have two really exciting guests. We're going to learn how to tap into the growing world of environmental PR and marketing. My first guest is the fabulous Miss Siri McClendon, she's principal CEO of Clean Agency, excuse me, she's an industry veteran with over 22 years of marketing experience and she formed Clean Agency from her passion for and her education in environmental studies, policy and science and she combined marketing and global sustainability into an integrated agency that serves the sustainable business sector in an amazing way which we're going to find out soon and our second guest The um, wonderful Christopher Kahl, that's K-A-H-L, he's the creative director, um, and he's very creative, I can vouch for that. He leads the strategy and problem-solving processes at Clean Agency. Um, He orchestrates solutions for products and experiences that successfully balance uh, commercial needs, environmental sustainability, and social responsibility. Uh, working with the Walmart Packaging Scorecard and incorporating best practices established by the Sustainable Packaging Coalition, Christopher has distilled clean, sustainable packaging approach into a, into proven results for c- clients, including Disney, and you can find both of them at cleanagency.com. Welcome, Siri and Christopher.
3: Thank you, Corinne. We're pleased to be here.
1: Thank you for doing the show. Um, first of all, I always start with the same question almost every
3: show. How did how the two of you hook up with each other? How did you meet? Oh, goodness. Uh, Well, actually, Clean Agency has been working with Christopher um, for probably five years on a project basis. And then we were uh, growing and really needed his expertise. And we were
2: able to bring him on
3: uh, full-time as studio director. And then he got promoted to creative director and has contributed greatly to um, our vision here (laughs) at Clean. (laughs) Christopher,
1: what did you think when you first heard about Clean Agency? Because I remember hearing about it uh, years ago and I thought, Wow, is there is there enough? I mean, this sounds crazy because you know I'm I'm always behind the I'm always behind the wagon, <laughs> the wagon <laughs> pulling into town. But uh, you know, I thought computers were a fad. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, you know, when I first heard it, I thought, well, you know, is there going to be enough business for this? Isn't it such a niche market? But you, what did you think when you what, first heard about? Funny clean that agency? I actually
4: first heard about Clean Agency um, through a Treehugger article, at Treehugger.com, and what was interesting was that. When I read about it, I was like, "Okay, well, I—I I, that's what I'm getting into." And I was freelance at the time, and I was doing a lot of branding and strategy for um, mostly entertainment clients. Mm-hmm. And I sent an email, you know, just saying, "Hey, you know, congratulations on this placement. It sounds interesting. You know, I, I work in the area, and I'd love to meet you." And they basically said, "Great." You know, I think it was almost a, a bit of a surprise that that's how I found
1: them. <laughs> that's great. I mean, just reaching out. That's. I mean, that often is the way. People think there's some you know mag- magic formula, but. Um, you know, that's again the beauty of PR, right? I mean, there's an example of maybe you know, you know, a little bit of exposure for you, and you found someone amazing to work with you.
3: Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Well, and
4: Clean was actually really, really open, you know, to meeting me. Um, we started on a freelance basis, and we just kind of worked on you know one great project after the other, and it, you know, fortunately, it worked out from the beginning. So, you know, it was it was a no brainer to go from freelance to full time.
1: And tell me what the like the first project you worked on together. What was that?
4: I want to say that the very first project was a packaging project, if, if I remember correctly. It was it was it was basically um, coming up with different forms and solutions. Again, it was you know greening a, a consumer product brand's package, uh-huh. um, doing a, a couple of layouts, some solution-based things. Um, wh- again, and what was great was that it was like you know taking these pieces, reconfiguring them, and then sending them back you know to the to the mothership to clean agency for review, and then you know the insights um, and, and the critique. Of the solutions would always make me go back and refocus and think about things in a new way. So it was it was great because I think that you know I was very challenged from the beginning, um, and hopefully I challenged clean as well. <laughs> <laughs> when when you when you because a
1: lot of my listeners are um, are marketing and PR people, so how, uh, Siri, how does it work with a company coming to you and saying um, we want a green and that's going to help our PR image? Why does that help, and and and, and why would you Uh, suggest, for example, bringing Christopher into change packaging?
3: Well, there's been a big movement uh, with consumers uh, probably in the last 15 years Mm -hmm. where they're starting to demand more from their uh, brands and they're voting with their uh, dollars. And There's a big movement, what we call LOHAS movement, um, Lifestyles of Health and Sustainability, which is a big percentage of the country that's starting to really care about their children's future, about the foods that they eat, and the products and brands that they bring into their life. Um, this movement is becoming um, even broader every month, every year. And we, because corporations are really the biggest uh, you know, entity in society right now that can do the most change, the brands now have to behave properly. So um, there's a great benefit if you have a, a, a good association of being a good corporate citizen to your brand. And you you do sell more. So you, there's hugely successful brands that have done this. But you have to be authentic. You have to really have this, the story behind um, what you're claiming. Otherwise, because of things like the Internet, you who, where people are meeting and uh, social and they're talking directly to each other about these brands, they can really it can backlash. Yeah, one, not.
1: One, one angry mommy can, can say, can oh, a brand. this is a, a recurring theme that seems to come up in on my show and that's authenticity absolutely yeah. um the internet has changed um sort of uh in all this corporate greed that's coming out and you know mm-hmm. people ha- you know uh, sort of uh, non-transparency of the past and i think with obama it's, it's just all g- going to be opened up but absolutely. um i think it goes the authenticity message is is, is very uh important i mean it, and the social media is can ruin your business or make your business
3: agreed 100 percent. that's that's um, why I think that CLEAN has an advantage in the sense that if a company comes to us, we look at, we do the research and we verify what they're, what the story that, that they're saying. And we do that with a third party, usually working with um, a University of Southern California and um, some group of PhDs over there. And then when we've given it the stamp, that we, we put our agency hat on and we're able to go out to different stakeholders and really um, Make sure that we're right on target with our message. That is authentic, transparent, and we can back it up. So even
1: in this economy, when PR marketing companies are suffering um, because companies don't have the budget for that, you're still being very picky about who you sign on.
3: Absolutely, because if we uh, sign on a brand that, like Exxon uh, Mobil, <laughs> that's not a good fit for Clean Agency. So we have to make sure that our brands um, align with what. Our mission is, so. I want to talk
1: about that in a second about um, because I know one of your clients is a paper company, right? Um, and I want to talk about about socia- the social responsibility and how you work that in with a company that's maybe not as quote unquote clean. Okay. Um, but I want to go back because you sort of brushed over the PhD thing. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I mean, I know I know your background. When you have a you have a master's, and would you tell just tell our listeners a little bit about that, and then how why you bring in this these group of people. Uh, Sure. Um,
3: well, my uh, my background is in industrial ecology, and it's a fairly new study uh, within science, or even the um, science slash art mm-hmm. and it falls under geography. And basically, industrial ecology is a, it's a fairly new study that came out of Yale in 1997, um, and it's really looking at systems thinking of how business uh, a business system or a society mm-hmm. works with a natural system, and how do you keep um, you know inputs that are going into a, a system, and then the outputs. If you can visualize that, um, you want your inputs to be good and not um, and sustainable, So you don't want to like take down the forest or the water or whatever resource it is. You want to do it in a sustainable way. And then when you your outputs, you want to be clean, uh, so that you are you have a full operating clean system that's sustainable. That's a big idea. You can put anything against that um, theory. Um, so the new industrial ecology people are uh, cropping up throughout geography departments across the country. And under um, USC Center for Sustainable Cities, I sit on the advisory board, and there's very few PhDs out there that focus on these systems thinking. So we have the advantage of using these really smart guys to come in to um, verify and our and put the USC academic stamp on the research that we are publishing and saying this is verifiable.
1: Wow. And so when a client comes to you, because I'm always a brass tax person, mm-hmm. when, a, when a client comes to you, is is this sort of um, USC filter um, stamp of approval part of your service? Is that before you sign them on? Are you offering this as? as oh, no, it's
3: part of our service. Okay. So and, we, and we actually are fortunate because we've been around for about eight years is that we have them as as kind of the holding place for really smart people that we can tap into, but we also have other partnerships of people that may not take as long because academics take a long time to do right. the work. So we have a we have a broad team of uh, um, smart, higher educated people that can come in and solve some of these problems. Not to bore you with a lot of different terms, but there's things that you can do like people are into carbon right now and offsetting their carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. So we have to find out, well, what are your emissions? And we have to do assessment on that. And is it on a global scale? Is it on a product scale? So those um, academics are able to use protocol that's published out there, um, which everybody uses the same protocol to determine what your emissions are. And then what you do is you come up with a carbon strategy to reduce those emissions over, you know, one, three, five years. Well,
1: it's so interesting because, I mean, it doesn't seem to be a marketing strategy you know, when I first heard about clean agency, I didn't think that that was part of marketing. But now I see your vision. You know, you, you, I know I've known you for a really long time, and, mm-hmm. and now I see why the vision is so important of, of the, the sustainability and the reducing the carbon footprint is part of the whole marketing strategy. Absolutely. Christopher, do you, Christopher do you get involved at that early stage, or do you, does your work come in later? Um, it, it actually depends
4: on, on the project and the scope of project and, mm-hmm. and how we're, how we're going to build our team. Um, I come in at at, at different points, um, depending on what we're trying to do. I mean, the beautiful thing about about being able to take is to involve you know a group um, like the Center for Sustainable Cities is the fact that they're allowed they're allowed.
1: Are there a lot of companies that do this? Do you have competition, or is this sort of a unique service I, that, that Clean provides? We, I mean, I, I would
4: I would say that we have competition. I, I think that the thing is is that we really own um, the engagement portion of this and the communication, both internally and externally. Um,
2: we're brought in a lot of
4: times to bring huge groups of people on board. <laughs> you know, to to you know, besides just other work that we're working on, um, and we, we have ongoing case studies. Um, I mean, our, our big thing is that we we really push hard on on the understanding um, and, and increasing you know, that level of education both with our clients and our clients'
1: clients. Wow. Well, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to have more with Siri McClendon and Christopher Call of Clean Agency. While we're on break, please go to their website, cleanagency.com, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
0: Stay at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili, radio to thrive by communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks the company's Scission Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services it gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. that's us.cission.com Welcome
1: back to PR Insider. We're sponsored by Cision. Go check out their website, us.cision.com. Thanks for tuning in. And you just heard the little ad before. Go ahead and write me, Maureen, at prinsider.biz. I've got my email box open. I'm waiting for your questions. Um, my guests today, Siri McClendon and Christopher Call, both from a clean agency, an amazingly forward-thinking company in Pasadena. Check out the website, cleanagency.com. So, um, Siri, yes, Christopher, welcome back. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you about, we were talking about um, how you reduce the carbon f- footprint and improve the marketing Im- branding, branded image of a company like a, uh, the paper company that you're working with, New Page, for example.
3: Sure. Well, I think what's interesting about how, just to back up a little bit, how clean setup up is that we do our, our best work when we can go after the guy that's not doing it right Versus the guy that, like a Patagonia or another company out there that's doing it, Veda who's doing it great. So we're we're gonna have, have affect the most change in the environment if we go after a brand like Disney. It's the green, so you're the green turnaround specialist. Exactly, turn the boat around and get them, because you're gonna have a lot more impact versus, you know, more of these boutique brands that are already doing it that that should be just teaching other companies about it. Right. So. Uh, we've had an opportunity with New Page, which is the largest um, uh, coated paper company uh, in North America, and they were uh, having issues. They basically wanted to communicate uh, how great their paper was um, because it's triple certified through its mills in North America, which means that um, the paper is sustainably harvested, or that uh, the trees are, and that it's a local company, uh, and they were having problems with Asian imports. Now, a lot of the Asian imports for paper that were coming in were uncertified, and they were um, involving wood from Indonesia, Mm -hmm. which was clear-cutting rainforest. And then there's also the carbon issue of shipping that paper over. They were dumping this paper, in a sense, on the market at a really, really low price, and New Page is like, wait a minute, this isn't, you know, fair. So we came up with a a whole strategy uh, working with USC, the center, um, to to actually – calculate the carbon and do an analysis, a comparative analysis, between Asian uh, imports and North American paper. Uh, So that, again, is a a thing where a third party goes out and does the the actual calculation. So we know that there is a carbon issue, obviously, because of the tankers coming over with the paper, but we need to have the data, and we need someone to back that up. So then we create a a campaign, what we're we're calling Paper Tells a Story, to go out there and educate a large paper buyers such as William sonoma um, National Geographic publishers and such, that this is an issue, and it's an environmental message that you could get caught if you're using uh, Asian imports just for the price. There's a price to pay for that paper, and that's...
1: Um, wow. So talk t- 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 about the paper tells a story, because that's a good um, sort of PR outreach, marketing, uh, new media outreach that you did um, with new page can you just tell our listeners uh, what you did with that.
3: Well, I think the beauty of that campaign is that um, we instead of going out there with um new page in an aggressive campaign, we created a platform, a media platform through a podcast um, uh, initiative where we went out and were able to get different corporate sustainable leaders to talk about what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And we know that this is we're just beginning this effort and that all these big companies are starting their own initiatives and such, but how, how do you get that for Do you want to share ideas? So here's this great media platform for people to share ideas on what they're doing with their big corporate brands. And some of these brands include Kodak, and
4: they include,
3: um, gosh, Christopher, help me with some of these. Uh, Xerox,
4: uh, Ford Motor Company, um,
3: Asics Shoes, um, all
4: sorts of uh, consumer brands, basically.
3: So uh, it's been hugely successful. One thing... If in podcasting today, there is not a lot of sustainable uh, podcast series. So, this one is high quality. It, it's across um, a large business. And
1: tell our listeners how to to hear it. If they go to papertellsastory.com, okay, papertellsastory.com, and they can they can check that out.
4: And you can actually also search it out on um, iTunes as well. Yeah, it's you on, on iTunes to download. Sure.
1: Oh, great, great. And, and, and how many listeners do, do, do you guys get with
4: that? How right you, now, we're actually, um, we've just sort of passed our 400,000 downloads mark.
1: Wow. So it's, it's, it's crazy. It's pretty incredible. It's just so exciting. Wow. And the, and you have on, as guests, you have on these the leaders from corporate America. Right. And then the beauty of it is that
3: um, NewPage, it's the excellence by association because they're branded, they're branding this, and they're, they're investing in this, this uh, platform for communicating, but... They're not saying that they're you know green or sustainable by any means, but they're just trying to get the movement moving forward, like keeping
1: the discussion open which which positions them as a as a, a, a sort of a, a good company absolutely right.
4: clean company um actually marine what's what's interesting about new page is that new Page is, is kind of the biggest paper company most people have never heard of um it's it's the name itself It in its current state is about i want to say like three years old um and so it's actually been acquisitions in a variety of paper companies um, like uh, Stora Enzo and Mead. And so it's also been really important. What's great about On Paper is that it's, it's been almost a launch platform, um, introducing people to New Page as the industry leader in North America. I mean, they really are the biggest by a long shot. Um, but also, um, you know, hopefully we're, we're working on some things also that, that launches them as a global leader as well. Um,
1: Christopher, I want to hear from you on what you did with Disney, what you worked on with Disney.
4: um, Actually, with with Disney, um, what's great about uh, Disney, we we work with a variety of um, consumer products categories. um, And we've worked on everything from uh, sustainability guidelines in terms of um, prior to product development. These are some things that we should be looking at, and then those get handed off to um, a variety of of, of managers and designers, um, hopefully to implement. Um, We've worked on a, a large range of Skus, where we actually take existing skus that are on shelf and then begin reimagining um, their packaging to make them more sustainable. Um,
2: common tactics are, you know,
4: replacing unhealthy materials with better materials, mm-hmm. um, reducing the footprint, um, while at the same time keeping a, a very consistent on shelf uh, presence. And um, you know, we've we've been really lucky in the fact that uh, we've worked with, you know, their food and beverage. We've worked with um, uh, bubble toys a lot, actually. We've worked with fashion and home. And what's great about the company as large as Disney, when we're plugged into all these different silos, is that we really get to see how their different groups embrace uh, sustainability or their understanding of sustainability and, and how we can help shape that positively.
3: Wow. Well, and we've been working with uh, Disney Consumer Products uh, on and off for probably four years. And the beauty is that now they are looking to clean to... To just go uh, basically review every division of DCP and do a full sustainability
2: uh, initiative that's
3: going to be cross um, uh, lines of business and eventually be global. So we're diving into a much more strategic and uh, more powerful uh, initiative, and we're we're thrilled to do it. But so you
1: take them through the clean process over at, at the university.
3: Uh, we will be doing. Something like that, exactly. I think wow. what 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 they're trying to do uh, over there between Bob Eckhart, who's the CEO, and Andy Mooney, who heads uh, uh, DCP, is they're just they're they're finally ready to embrace the whole sustainability uh, uh, field, and they want to be a leader in the field. Mm-hmm. So they just published their uh, CR report and have made huge commitments on um, greenhouse gas emissions reductions, and also on product footprint. And zero waste. So we are coming in to help them. If you can imagine every single Disney product out there that we need to try to look at materials, look at packaging, look at um, better ways to reduce that pr- product footprint. So it's a it's a huge initiative that's just starting right now. Oh, it's it sounds enormous. Yeah, <laughs>
1: monumental. That's why we
3: sound tired this morning. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> working on Disney all night. Yeah. Wow. So that's and so then how do they translate that? Um, into the PR message, uh, or the or you know the, the sort of brand brand of the company. I mean, how are they getting? How are they planning on getting that message out? People don't realize that Disney's trying making well, a huge effort. To- well,
3: they're actually their corporate communications did do a huge announcement this week, and they got a ton of great press for it. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, in fact, we had people sending us the articles, just knowing we work with Disney, and uh, we see that they're they're getting the headlines consistently. But a lot of companies like right now are saying we're going to do this and and so again, getting back to the social networking, if you say you're going to do it, you have to do it mm-hmm. so otherwise you know, these consum- the, you know the consumers are watching, so we come in to to actually help them implement this so i mean so
1: so building authenticity into the eco-message is really just do it, right? I mean... <laughs> right. Good point. <laughs> yeah, there's, exactly. There's no secret formula. You just, no. Just do it. Stop talking and do it. But the other thing
3: is is that we find that there's an old attitude of, oh, it's just going to cost me more. And what when Clean goes into an assignment like that, we make sure that, that we use the innovation aspect of our business and the creative aspect, which is Christopher's talent, into coming up with a solution that is not going to cost more if anything, it's going to cost less, uh, even, at least be even or cost less. Wow. So I mean, we can't go in there and say, hey, you have to do this, and it's going to be a 20% cost on your business. But,
1: well, I think that was, you know, how it was several years ago. Agreed, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, we're going to have to take another break. I'm getting the music, just like my Academy Award speech got interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is your host, Maureen Kettis, who have been listening to Siri McClendon and Christopher Call of cleanagency.com. So check out their website while we're on break, and we'll be back after a word from our sponsors.
0: communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks the company's Scission Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services it gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. that's us.ca. I-s-I-O-N dot com.
2: Show.
1: Welcome back again to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, Um and we are on Voice America's business channel. Our sponsor is Cision. Visit them at their website, us.cision.com. I've been speaking with Siri McClendon and Christopher Call of Clean Agency, and we've been learning how to get the dirt out of your PR campaign. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, When we were on break, um, Siri, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about on New Page a little more about what they were doing with this Patico project. you want to tell our listeners about
3: that? Sure. It's actually um, something that worked out really well for them in that through uh, a lot of our research, we found out, you know, that that really Indonesia was a hot spot for, and it is, you know, for any type of um, harvesting of wood, that it's it's really um, some amazing rainforest there that are being clear cut and um, and just left you know with uh, with just shambles and then and every year it goes there's so many acres that just get um, cut down so what happened was um, uh, Newpage reached out to WRI the World Resource Institute and talked to them about wanting to um, do something over there and they came up with a program for them called Potico. Which is palm oil, timber, and carbon offsets stands for, and they were able to uh, do this huge effort in um, helping the local people from ha- from clear cutting by um, actually growing palm oil plants plantations, and that would be grown on land that's already been degraded, and that and it does two things: it um, it keeps the uh, rainforest, the original rainforest and um, virgin rainforest from being touched. Provides a social and economic mechanism for the local people there, uh, and it's using degraded lands that um, have no use right now.
1: And, and it's just a damn good thing to do. It's just
3: kind of win-win-win, and, and, and every every um, and NewPage has put millions of dollars toward this effort, working with WRI. So it's a great um, partnership between an NGO uh, and uh, a corporation. Right. To do something that is, uh, they don't get any of their wood from Indonesia. Everything is from the North America, but they're becoming this global leader by being uh, making this huge commitment to that. program. Wow!
1: And really offsetting, you know, into the negatives of their carbon offset.
3: Absolutely. So um, and and um,
1: how are they translating into that into a PR message with that? I mean, are they are they getting the word out on absolutely. that? absolutely? And we're actually helping them to
3: do that. You so know. we're doing things where we're going to start uh, interviews with WRI um, to talk about this program through uh, our on-paper podcast. We're also uh, going to a a Fortune uh, Brainstorm Green event next month uh, over Earth Day to talk about uh, Podico and try to even get other big brands to get involved in this uh, program. Um, They're also going out to their customers and saying that, you know, if you – by New Page Paper, you're helping to contribute to this great cause, uh, and they're they're branding it and marketing it, and we're going out really heavy with it. So, but again, it's a it's a huge commitment. It's not something that they had to do, and it's something that um, is authentic. Wow! Because especially with reputation and uh, World Resource Institute, that's just the the top NGO in the world.
1: Wow! That's that's an amazing story. Um, the the Walmart scorecard. Um, Christopher, maybe you wanna pipe in here, too. Um, tell us about that.
4: Yeah, so uh, Walmart, um, over kind of the last decade, has, has, as we all know, not been getting very good press in terms of some of its practices. Right. It's, it's an extremely large retailer. Um, and one of the things that it's done is, is it's decided to use sustainability um, as a tool to improve it, it, its operations, but also to improve its relationships both with consumers and with the people that supply its products. So one of the interesting tidbits is that Walmart is actually the world's largest uh, purchaser of organic cotton, um, which is fascinating, I think, um, because I don't think most people are aware of that. And uh, one of the things they've done is they've they've rolled out a a packaging scorecard that allows consumer product companies to enter um, data based on a variety of metrics Uh um, and and come out with a score of of packaging. And it, it deals with things like types of materials, how many materials used, amounts of materials um, how far materials traveled and, and so forth and begins establishing a, a common language so that um, regardless of, of whichever company you have supplying a similar product you begin to, to establish a baseline within the store
1: so are they bu- only buying are they only buying products and carrying products that have this a good score on their scorecard
4: or are they oh, eventually yeah. yeah not not yet <laughs> <laughs> um, you know it, it's they're, they're still they're still rolling this out in a way um, to where it, it's almost like a like like suggested
2: mm-hmm. um, but th- they really are they really are
4: um, gearing up for this and we've heard anecdotally you know stories of, of, of Walmart reps basically asking you know our clients you know tell us anything you're doing um, that, that, that that's you know good in terms of sustainability and it's, it's not necessarily a deciding factor it's one mm-hmm. of those things To be a lot of pressure internally from Walmart to really own sustainability, and, and as a retailer, um, you know they're putting a lot of work. How of- is
1: clean integrated into that? Are you you're just using the Walmart matrix scorecard, or are you working with Walmart?
4: We actually we use we use the the scorecard uh, program. There are other programs also. Um, there's a program called Compass uh, through the Sustainable Packaging Coalition that is uh, basically retailer independent, and so part of our of the pressures that our clients are under and, you know, not just from consumers but more mm-hmm. and more from re- retailers are looking specifically for measurable progress towards sustainability, both in product and in packaging. What,
1: would, what advice would you give some of the smaller, greener brands looking to grow the consumer wares? They're, they're not the Walmarts. They're like one of your clients' environment or, you know, what, what what advice would you give them? Well, we do, we love,
4: we love working with, you know, what we sort of call like, you know, our heart and soul clients mm-hmm. um, in the fact that. Oftentimes, they're really way ahead of the curve on sustainability issues. Uh, one of the things that we look for is we then look to to expand um, you know, d- different different brand attributes to include sustainability. Like mm-hmm. quality is a big one, or perhaps luxury. Um, you know, we're, we're definitely beyond the idea that you know things have to be very crunchy and very uncoated. You know, mm-hmm. craft paper, that type of thing, to communicate you know green. Um, we basically attempt to make them more than just one-dimensional because they they own that one issue, Mm -hmm. um, but owning just that one issue for a smaller brand is is simply not enough anymore. I mean, the marketplace is is extremely crowded with, you know, quote-unquote green brands, whether they're authentic or not. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you have companies like, you know, uh, something like a Clorox that that, that puts out a line that is considered an eco line. And in terms of the consumer, the consumer then has to, you know, separate that against Ecovair, one of our clients, or method, not one of our clients, or you know, <laughs> you know, fifty other you know soaps and detergents. So um, it, it, you really have to own other things besides sustainability.
1: Right, right. But environment now. So that's an example, Siri, because you were talking about going into a company and, and sort of turning them around. Environment furniture. That's environment-furniture.com. They um, already were incredibly sustainable. So how does how does clean make an impact in that?
3: Well, it's, it's actually a much smaller company, uh, obviously, than the bigger brands we work with, but the exciting thing is, is that we can affect change really quickly uh, with them, and also because they're entrepreneurial and innovative and creative, they can um, make decisions that happen much quicker. Right. Um, so that's a great thing. So but
1: any PR people that are listening, you know when you're working with a major corporation and you have to go through all the levels of approval and uh, it can take forever to get one thing done. what But when right. you're working with a smaller company, you can affect change um, rather quickly.
3: Absolutely. So they are they kind of a funny uh, uh, story in the sense that the name has been around for a long time and the environment uh, part of it was more about your home environment, not about the environment outside. So the company has started to design some uh, really uh, beautiful uh, uh, pieces that involved a, a wood called paroba wood, that was coming from Brazil, mm-hmm.
2: and it's reclaimed
3: and it's just gorgeous. Our office has it all throughout. That's and um, you in your house? From, from my house too. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but the, the beauty of it is, it is um, a luxury, eco-luxury kind of look, and, uh, and and it's very beautiful stuff and unique. So, the CEO wanted to do a lot more of of that type of um, design for their products, but they also wanted to do an assessment on their business on a global scale. Mm-hmm. and that's again where we brought in some of our um, smart guys and were able to look at how his materials flow from Brazil to Indonesia, which again is another you know hot spot. Mm-hmm. Uh Met gets manufactured there with uh, mahogany wood and then it gets sent over to the u s so we were able to uh, do a carbon analysis and then do a carbon strategy. We were able to look, start looking at some of the finishes mm-hmm. that were oil-based that, that now are, are water-based. We helped them with certification on some of the woods because, again, some of the wood was not certified, so we needed to correct that. Um, and then, uh, this is a process, uh, even though they're small, it's taken maybe two years to, to get them to the point where their story is so rock-solid and, and the company, from the CEO down, really believes in um, in their long-term role as a global um, company and brand. And so, it's it's only helped them with their business and their positioning in the market.
1: Well, wow, and it's interesting too. I mean, you talked about this eco luxury, and and you know we hear tree huggers and Earth Day, and we sort of have this other image of 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 um, the sustainable movement. So, how have you seen since you've started, I mean, you were way ahead of the curve, but how, how have you seen a change in the marketplace for sort of this green-collar economy, and, and how has it changed, in your opinion?
3: Well, I think that um, that, that that little niche of eco-luxury, you know, a lot of what I mentioned about the low-hoss consumer is that they tend to be a uh, highly educated um, consumer, and, and they also make uh, they have high income. Mm-hmm. So there is a natural fit for uh, eco-brands that... Um, do have a premium cost, for them to be drawn to that uh, and to the healthy lifestyle, the California lifestyle.
1: Well, I'm getting another music break, so uh, we're going to have to stop and take another break. This is your host, Maureen Kettis. You've been listening to PR Insider with our guests, Clean Agency. Stay tuned for more.
2: Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's vertexp com.
0: Communicate to the Vertex.
2: and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sanjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business.
0: Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's media database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N
2: The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Show.
1: Welcome back again to PR Insider. We're sponsored by Cision. If you missed any of the shows so far, don't worry. Go to PRInsider.biz and um, it links straight to my host page on Voice America's business channel and you can always get archived episodes. And uh, you know, So we're on 24-7, just on demand. Just download an archive. So I got a question from a listener from my wonderful guests, Siri McClendon and Christopher Call from Clean Agency. Welcome back. Thank you. Um, so the question is, do you find businesses just opening a green division to jump on the bandwagon to help drive their core business, or are most really serious about sustainability? So are people opening a green divisions just to kind of get on the bandwagon, or are they really serious so with your clients that come in?
3: I would say both. So there's uh, what we find is that it has to come from the CEO down in order for it to be integrated in the business. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what happens, uh, and that's when it, it really works the best, when a, a traditional business opens a, a green division um, it's it, they and they don't really look at the rest of their company, uh, it's just a marketing decision to, to try to get market share. A lot of these corporate brands that you look at their uh, sales, uh, their profit margins and, and, and their uh, sales year-to-year in their categories, for instance, even cleaners, um, you have like a 1% to 2% margin uh, of growth every year. But then when, when they see the natural or the green category, it's, it's consistently
1: 20%. What advice do you have for, you know, if, if we have some publicists or marketing people um, that have taken on a client that's, that's green, quote-unquote green, what advice do you have for them to, you know, enter this, to communicate the green message for their...
3: I think um, one thing might be that you create... Um, uh, tran- you create a partnership uh, with an NGO uh, might be one uh, aspect that you could do to create a little bit more authenticity. you could have a, again a third party verify what um, what claims you are making um, you could start looking at there's different ways of looking at a greening a corporation there's there's one through product that you're selling to a consumer mm-hmm. but there's also just looking at the internal uh, operations in ways that you can become more efficient, and then just start documenting those things. Sometimes companies are doing these things, but they just don't have a place where they're recording everything, and that's sometimes just what you, where you have to start.
1: What are some common mistakes that you see when people are trying to communicate the green message? <laughs> Christopher, go ahead. Oh, those are good, yeah. He's um, got the good the green color people. green,
4: I think. Um, yeah. You know, I, you, if you, uh, the idea of a leaf. Um, you know anything that starts to feel cliche. A four-leaf clover. Yeah, it's It's, it's <laughs> um. You know, I I would say that you know, depending on your product or service, really take a walk down that aisle, and uh, if you notice something that kind of stands out on all of them, mm-hmm. um, you might want to think a little bit more, particularly in messaging. Um, you know, a lot of times, uh, sustainability messaging is done directly on a packaging or on the packaging, um, and just kind of think about the way that things are phrased. You know, it's, right. it's, and, and is this enough to tout to a consumer? And if it feels like enough, um, then you know, that's a good needle that you're, that you're into authenticity. But if it feels like, okay, this is 15% of this, you know, maybe leave that, that off because it, it just rings a little hollow.
1: Right, and I think you know, again, it goes back to the authenticity message. You can't, companies can't get away with things anymore.
3: No. Right. So,
1: what do you th- what do you think of? I mean, I want to talk politics. I don't want to talk politics. But <laughs> what do you think about um, uh, Barack? You know, I mean, I love his. He was on the Jay Leno last night, and and he said that you know he he talked about environmental issues. But how, what do you think about? Uh, him is he authentic? Are we going to oh, see God, some change? Yeah. Uh, What's just your opinion?
3: Well, Christopher and I love him. So. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> yeah, Christopher Christopher went to the, went the inauguration to... in Washington D.C., yeah. which was incredible.
4: Um, was, uh, I, I recommend everybody visit Washington D.C. if you've never been, you know, during an inauguration. But
1: what changes do you think that you know he, he's going to have on corporate America? These cl- kinds of clients that you would see as potential clean agency clients. What do you think it's going to? That his message is going to trickle
3: down i i definitely uh, think so I think that we were, were so behind in our environmental policies and movement uh, and energy uh, policy that he's got um he's so aggressive that we're gonna just be keeping up barely I mean we're way behind Europe
2: is
1: there a country that you look at as as, as um as like
3: Brazil or is there a country that you look at that's
1: that's doing something that
3: you admire um I think it's just the the European coalition in general that um they over there they have already dealt with these issues because they have uh, different environmental issues such as their land mass and, versus their population and just the um, knowledge that they've embraced this through more of a government policy and also through their corporations. So anytime we do comparisons on regulation or on um,
1: innovation with
3: alternative energies, it's always, they're always way ahead of us.
1: How how do you think the business has changed and evolved over the sustainability business? How has it changed and evolved over the years? Because I know, Siri, when I first met you, um, it it was you were sort of at the forefront of this stuff. And and how have you seen the major changes? And and
3: Christopher, I think I think one of the things that I I have seen is that I uh, the first part of maybe the first two or three years is that I was going out as an educator, Mm -hmm. Um, and I a big part of my presentations were really education uh, based about the movement and
2: what the trends
3: in general I think what's happened now is that we have so many people that that contact us wanting to to now address this within their business and now they're ready and
1: and also you're not just uh, you're based in Pasadena, but you have clients all over the world absolutely yeah so it's not you know it's a global environment now yeah. And Christopher, what do you think have been the biggest changes that you've seen? So, for example, you work in the, on the creative end, but what have you seen in big changes?
4: Well, I, I think really to echo Siri's sentiment, I mean, companies, big and small, all, all want to be here, you know, and they, they all want to, um, if not own the space, um, compete in it. And you know, I, I think that there's there's an inspired sense of transparency, or an understanding that the idea of transparency is important. I think that you get. More and more large companies that are becoming comfortable with the idea that we can start to sort these things in a slightly more public sphere Mm -hmm. than we've been sorting them prior. Absolutely. Um, You know, you just saw S.C. Johnson, you know, release its ingredients list, which is a huge deal. You know, I mean, 15 years ago, no company in their right mind would do something like that. Because the people are
1: going to find it out anyway. Right. Right. As as a a publicist, you might as well be in control of the message. Exactly. Well, and and good or
4: bad, I, I think that, you know, people are owning Owning, are beginning to own their actions and what they what they create, right. um, and I think that maybe that's you know getting a little bit back to the idea of this administration. It does seem like culturally we are we are realigning into um, perhaps sort of new ways of of, of thinking, right. um, which is very exciting. But it actually means that you know as as a company we'll probably have a little bit more competition. <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you were a pioneer and a leader, so you back <laughs> up. Well, listen, I, we're running out of time. I want to thank you both for doing this show. It went really fast. Um, I want to thank my guests, Siri McClendon and Christopher Call from Clean Agency. Check out their website, CleanAgency.com. And I want to thank my sponsor, Cision. Visit their website, us.cision.com. They are the leading global provider of media research, distribution, monitoring, and evaluation services. And I want to thank my wonderful uh, theme music composer, Doran Roberts-Kettis. Yes, there is a relation. Uh, you can reach him at doran, D-O-R-O-N-K, at yahoo.com. And my wonderful executive producer, John Mis- Missile, and my engineer today, Travis. Thank you so much. Don't forget to go to prinsider.biz. Sign up for weekly reminders and emails, and mark your calendars. We're on live every Friday. This is your host, Maureen Kettis. Have a great week, and don't forget to relate to your public, whoever they may be.
2: Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Friday at noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Have a great week.